Log Talk Radio. Sports Radio Show, hosted by Robbie D, Big Mike, and Vinny the Shark. And Vinny, it is Monday night. It is one week away. We will be in San Francisco for the uh, the Nick Mullins Bowl, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Shark Bank. It's a Shark uh, trip, not a Giants trip anymore. Um, you know, that's just a personal thing. But, uh, you know, it's the guys' trip. It's the uh, football trip of the year. So San Francisco it is. And uh, hitting up the Sharks game, that's where we're rocking this jersey. 49ers, Nick Mullins, second career start. Uh, Vinny the Shark, Big Mike, Goon is off, surprised. Uh, Rob's at the Islander game, so uh, there's that for you. But, Vinny, uh, we have a game tonight to preview, and it's the Titans and the Cowboys, and uh, it should be a barn burner. Well, yeah, it's not, not a lot of fun here. Tennessee and the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, they're home tonight, and that's where we were last year for this event. So uh, they're undefeated at home. I, Despite wearing this Tennessee jersey, um, I do think the Cowboys are going to roll tonight. I think they're going to win by at least double digits. The Titans just, they don't cut it for me. Their offense stinks. They're, they're just not a good football team. So give me Dallas. I'm uh, pretty much wearing this jersey. Not even on room for Tennessee. I don't think they're going to win. also want to wish uh, Chris Johnson a happy retirement. He had the 2000 yard season, a uh, hell of a running back and my favorite player in Madden history besides 2005, Randy Moss. So I just want to throw a little shout out to my boy, CJ 2K. Yeah, and I'm on the Titans, Vinny. Listen, four and a half points. This is a good Titans defense. It's underrated. They haven't given up more than 85 yards rushing in a game this season, so I think that proves problems to Zeke. Cooper, listen, Amari Cooper stinks, and there's no issue with that either. I love the Titans here. Four and a half points in a low-scoring game. The over-under is set at 40 and a half, so you know it's going to go over for some reason. The Cowboys average 20 points. The Titans average 12. It's going to go over somehow, but I just don't know uh, why. You're right. That Your logic's right. That's usually how Vegas works. Even though Vegas hasn't been working, they just got crushed this NFL they Sunday. Did. But um, Tennessee, usually they never fail to disappoint you. They always get the under. So um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see. You never know. The NFL really has been uh, pretty easy, if you ask me, the last couple of days. And usually that makes me look bad because I go anti-public. And the but, Titans, if any, it's a must win because the Titans now the Patriots next week. So you, you're 3-4. and four, You're 1-3 and three on the road. You have to beat the Cowboys who haven't lost at home. Because you know you're getting Bill Belichick. Yeah, and it doesn't help them anymore that the Texans don't seem to stop losing either. They're starting to run away with that yeah. division. But, um, yeah, obviously the Titans lose this game. You know they're going to lose New England. That is a quick double losses there with three wins. They're, they'll be out of contention. So this, their season's pretty much on the line. I agree with you. Amari Cooper, the guys they, the wide receiver they acquired for, first-round pick, what's your prediction for his line tonight? Five and 50? I don't know. How many targets? Eight. Give him eight targets. Yeah. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him eight to ten targets tonight. I think they're gonna utilize him. I think he's gonna get six catches for 80 yards. Really? No touchdowns. Yeah, I do. I think they uh, had two weeks now. He was able to practice uh, for two weeks with the bye. And uh, listen, they traded a first round pick. They gotta utilize the guy. I think he's gonna get at least the targets for sure. So keep an eye out on Amari Cooper. Uh, fantasy owners out there, we'll see if he does better. He can't really do worse than he did in the black hole. So. We'll see how Amari Cooper fares out tonight. Dallas Cowboys and the Tennessee Titans. But we have a lot of uh, going on here. It was a big week nine, uh, crazy NFL Sunday, as always. So we're going to go ahead and preview that. We got, uh, we'll start off with the uh, Bears and the Bills. And we hit on this the other day, Vinny. The Bears' defense was a must-start in DFS. And, uh, listen, you don't like to always take the popular pick because you want to be different. You want to you jump above the popular pick. But right. you had to take the Bears here. Because you knew with Nate Peterman, it was a must. If you didn't, you were not going to get the points that the Bears defense was. So uh, they were a popular uh, pick to fire up. And they didn't disappoint Nate Peterman. Three interceptions <laughs> in this game, 41-9. to nine. Mitch Trubisky <laughs> didn't even have to throw the ball in this one. It was all Bears, as expected. And this was the most career uh, completions with under 200 yards. Wow. So little Peterman fact, he is in the <laughs> 40, history book. 49 attempts. Yeah. There you go. Peterman well, is in the history book. He, there you have he's it. He's been in the history book, though, right, <laughs> for the interceptions. Well, just another one, right? Uh, 
Listen, you hit on Jordan Howard the other day, so credit to you. You said this was going to be a Jordan Howard game, and it was. No Allen Robertson, the Bills, you just want to beat them down, beat them down. And, and Howard had two touchdowns. Yeah, no, the yards were a little disappointing. I thought he was just getting fed the ball. He only had 14 carries, but Tariq Cohen was the guy who mm-hmm. lost the opportunity here as the Bears just had a monumental lead all game. And the, if you're the Bills now, I mean, where do you go from here? Uh, honestly, start where do you? Tanking. <laughs> I start tanking good. The Bills are facing the Jets next week. And the Bills are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game. It's horrible. You can't be facing the Jets and be that big of an underdog. That goes to show you the state of the Buffalo Bills, a team that actually made the playoffs last year that a lot of people forget about. But uh, Nate Peterman, as long as he's their quarterback, this team they, they gave in the season. And I know you're a Trubisky guy, but what are the Bears? Because, honestly, I don't think they're undefeated because you'll still lose that New England game. But this is a team here where it's really – I don't know. They're a good team. They're a good team. They're a complete team. They got two strong backs. They got a decent core of receivers of Allen Robinson. We, he's never going to be that Allen Robinson. We saw that fantasy gold that we saw of Allen Robinson a couple of years ago, coming back after the ACL. But I do believe in these Bears. I think they're in first place for a reason. I think they should have won two more games than they already did at this point. So, Chicago, it's time to believe in them. If you haven't been on my Mitch Trubisky train, it's time to hop aboard and ride along because Mitch Trubisky is the real deal. He is the truth. And he continues to show it. He had uh, dominant weeks. He's coming around with four strong weeks now. And he's really maturing into a good quarterback, taking that second leap. I always said he was going to take a Jared Goff-type leap in his second year. Maybe I was a little uh, over expectations on that, obviously. But regardless, I have been right. He definitely turned it around. He's been a lot better than he was in that rookie season. So Chicago Bears running for that NFC North. They got a big game next week. And I also – they changed, I forgot what week it is, whatever week they play the uh, Minnesota Vikings now, that's going to get pushed to prime time. So we got Sunday Night Football, we got Mitch Trubisky under the lights. And that will bring us into our next game, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and did you see anything with Greg Williams taking over as head coach? Because I didn't see a damn difference. No, and I uh, didn't expect to see anything either. I did, though. I, I wanted to see something, man. I, especially in that the short, short period of time. It doesn't matter. I mean, wanted to see something. I wanted to see fight, man. A guy lost his job. Like, show me something. Show me some emotion. And I did not see it on the Brown side at all. And it didn't help that their opponent was Kansas City, nonetheless. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Pat Mahomes went out there. He did his Showtime thing that he's been doing. Uh, 375 yards, three touchdowns. Player MVP for you? I, you know what? He is for me. I think, Gurley, I think Gurley deserves a lot more respect uh, than he's getting. But, yeah, yeah, you have to give it to Pat Mahomes right now. And the way this guy's looking, he's going to get a lot more down the road. But uh, Chiefs, are they your best team in the AFC or what? You have to say that because we love the offense, but the defense – and it's not because of the Browns game. The defense is showing you something. This was supposed to be a horrible defense. They're not bad. And no. Eric Berry's coming back eventually. They have been coming around. You're right about the defense. They've had a couple of good games. But are we forgetting that they lost to New England? All roads lead through New England, Vinny, but I'm still impressed with this team. I really am. And just as a fantasy aspect, I said, did the Browns show you anything? They showed me they're going to use Duke Johnson finally, and it's about goddamn big game, time. Big game for Dukey. There we go. And uh, Chubb's getting his carries. He's just not doing – He's not, he's man. He's not putting up the points. He found the it, end so. zone, but he's not. He, yeah. I was expecting, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown. This is the team that gives us the most fantasy points to a running back. And it's just not there. This is a dream matchup for him this week. This yep. is the week for him to really come out and have his big coming out party because his coming out party was those two long runs where he was only getting two carries a game. Yeah. But uh, now he's getting fed the ball. He's just not putting up the yardage and the production that we all thought we would see. Um, I'm still not seeing enough from Jarvis Landry either. And I don't know if it's Landry or if it's, um, if it's not – they're not using him correctly. But it, it's still like you, you paid to go get this guy. You gave up the draft picks. You paid him his money. And now I'm not seeing the production out of Jarvis Landry. How about Travis Kelsey touchdowns in this game? Yeah, he's, he caught a missile from yeah. Patrick Mahomes in tight coverage. It was a beautiful catch. This guy has run away. No disrespect to Gronk, but I mean, this guy's actually on the field. This right. is the best tight end in football. I agree with you. And in two leagues, in two leagues, I took Gronk over Kelsey this year because I figured the Edelman suspension, Gronk is going to see his targets in the beginning of the year. We didn't know they would have a good run game. We didn't. I didn't know James White was this good. I took Gronk twice in two leagues over Kelsey, and I'm paying the price for it now. The Gronk value has dropped significantly. He still has those people believing in him. It's time to stop believing in him. He never, ever plays 16 games. He's constantly hurt. And this year, he hasn't even been that great. He only has one touchdown this year. He has only been, seen one Gronk spike. He hasn't been that great, but I had this argument a couple weeks ago with Rob and a few other people. If you go back and look at the fantasy numbers from years past, 
he still finishes. He, he was above Devontae Adams last year. He was above uh, – I'm not going to include Elliott because Elliott had the suspension. He was above A.J. Green. He still gives you that production, Vinny, in a, in a, a position in fantasy that is so weak, like the tight end position. It is such a difference maker week to week. Yeah, I get that, but um, I don't think it's going to happen this year. And back to the Chiefs being the class of the AFC, um, let's not forget who their coach is. Yeah. Andy Reid, he does not have very good playoff success, but he is one of the most dominating regular season head coaches we've ever seen. We'll see what happens there. Very interesting now with the Chiefs. Uh, Vinny, uh, just a horrible game, but there's a story to me is Sam Darnold. Four more picks, leads the NFL with, I believe, 14 the Dolphins winning a barn burner at home, 13-6 to six over the Jets. This was a snooze fest. If you were watching the Red Zone channel, you did not see very much of this game, even though Darnold <laughs> did have an opportunity at the end of the game to actually tie this game. But he failed. This was definitely his worst start as a professional. The Miami Dolphins defense since Daily Fantasy, they put up yeah. Chicago Bears numbers. So if anyone who uh, got them for half the price, that was a steal for you guys. So Miami came out there. They beat up the rookie quarterback. And kind of put the Jets in a place where I think a lot of people expected them to really be. Yeah, I agree with you. Listen, a bright spot on the Jets is Chris Herndon is turning out to be a decent tight end option. I personally started him because of Gronk. There was no better option. He put up 11 points in the PPR. So, uh, you know, an That's option. not a bad spot. Start. It's really you not. sign me up for 11 points in a spot start yeah. anytime. Yeah, I'll, a I'll take that. Sunday pickup? Absolutely. Yep, Sunday pickup at 1230. So, uh, something to look at there. Vinny, what do you do with Sam Darnold? Because in New York, Former Jets quarterback Boomer Esiason is calling for Sam Darnold to get benched for one game just to take the pressure off this kid, just to take a step back and watch the whole approach. Well, it's funny how Jet fans are now considering that when at the beginning of the year it was the no-brainer, you have to start this kid. He's so good, he's got to get in there right now. But um, just let him finish. It's one year, and the whole year has been this guy uh, you know, producing. Right. Just trying to develop him. That's it. That's all it is. They just want to see what he's about and develop him. They knew they weren't doing anything this year, so – if any Jet fan didn't realize that, you're a fool, and he's a rookie quarterback. Let him ride through. Get, let him get the 16 games under his belt. I don't mind the one benching, but then watch uh, McCown goes in there. He's going to tear up the Buffalo Bills defense, mm-hmm. and then no one's going to want to see Darnold again. But um, that's their choice. I think now they made the choice in the beginning of the year, not putting McCown in. You don't bench him. That's I my agree opinion. With you. I wouldn't take him out now. Vinny, the game that I was expecting a ton of points, a ton of offense, it turned out to be a boring game and a letdown game for the Lions. The Vikings, hey, you didn't play Stephon Diggs. Cook goes in, has 90 yards, and doesn't get hurt. No relapse there. Uh, it's a win-win for the Vikings. This was a very disappointing game for the Detroit Lions. The Vikings had nine inactive players going into this game, and it was a division game. This is a chance for the Lions to get a – they would tie the Vikings if they won this game, right? Right. They would be tied in the win column if they won because yes. the Vikings have that tie. Um, as a fantasy owner who, has, who just acquired Marvin Jones, and uh, people who have Galladay, very, very disappointing to see with the departure of Golden Tate that these guys it's didn't put happen. up a big-time number. Matt Stafford, an absolute stinker. Yeah, but he was sacked 10 times yesterday. That's right. That's he a Minnesota record. 10 times. Jones put up 12. I don't know what Galladay put up. They're going to get theirs. If you, if you don't have them, it's now time to go out there and get a panicked owner like Vinny. But if you do have them, you're holding on because they're going to get their targets. Did you see that play in this game where Matt Stafford pitched it backwards? It was horrible. And the, to the, carry on? Yeah, he horrible. had no idea it was even coming to him. Yep. So that was a terrible play, too. The Lions, just an absolute ugly game in the game. I thought they really could have stealed or at least covered the five-and-a-half points. And Theo Riddick back, that meant more of a timeshare for carry on Johnson, unfortunately. So you're just going to have to see what happens there at a, you know, that running back situation because they refuse to just let one running back, a talented young running back, be the one guy. And that goes right hand-in-hand hand with one of my number one rules in fantasy football. Do not draft Detroit Lion running backs. They are not worthwhile. Everybody was all over carry-on. He had that big game against New England, the 100 yards, and then that big game against uh, two weeks ago. It was a – really, that was actually his best game for sure. But he's a Detroit Lion running back. You cannot count on him. Do not draft Detroit Lion running backs. The Minnesota Vikings win 24-9. to And that will bring us into the Atlanta Falcons and the Washington Redskins who won three in a row with a team that's always 500, win one, lose one. They, are, uh, they break their winning streak here at home in a disappointing loss to the Atlanta Falcons. They go in there 38-14, big day by Matt Ryan. And finally, Julio Jones has come back to the end zone. I saw that tweet. I thought it was awesome. Um, yeah, give credit, though, here to Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham on Twitter goes. <laughs> he called it, right? He did. <laughs> Julio Jones is going to score a touchdown here, and sure as shit he did. 
Matt Ryan was awesome. He was. This was Matt Ryan on the road, Vinny, against the good Redskins defense that we've been preaching. Matt Ryan is the story for me. 354 touchdowns. He was awesome. And three of those touchdowns were the running backs, right? Yeah. Coleman. You're receiving the Coleman yes. and one to Edo Smith. Yes. So, um, getting those running backs involved, uh, Calvin Ridley, I think, had a decent game. Everything was all Atlanta Falcons in this one. Sanu had a touchdown as well, right? Oh, uh, Sanu it was that one? Julio, Ridley, Sanu, and he threw one to Coleman. Those were his four. Coleman oh, okay. then rushed for one, and Ito rushed for one. So, Coleman didn't have two receiving. He had, right. he had one rushing, one, and one, one receiving. Okay, gotcha. Well, either way, everything was all Falcons. The Washington Redskins also lost uh, two starters on their offensive yeah. line, and that's going to be brutal going forward, and that's got to make Eagle fans smile big time. It definitely does. Um, it's an impressive win. It really is because this was one of those games anywhere. The Falcons need to keep winning. They really do. They need to kind of turn the corner here. We know how banged up they are on defense. And you're playing the Redskins who are leading the division, who have overexceeded expectations, who have been a good defensive team, and you dropped 38 in their building. So to me, just an impressive, impressive win. No doubt. And the Falcons need to get something going because, I mean, look how good the division is. The yeah. Carolina Panthers have six wins, I believe, now. Yeah, we'll and the New Orleans Saints, next. they obviously, we'll get yeah. to that the game. That was a whole lot going on there. They uh, had a huge win on Sunday. Uh, the Panthers and the Bucks, Vinny, and it took the Bucks a while to get going here. It was, uh, it was a blowout for the first half, but eventually Fitzmagic started finding his way. But the end result is a 42-28 win for the Carolina Panthers. 5-0 and at home, 6-2 and record, Cam Newton getting the job done. Your boy Christian McCaffrey, a monster day. Yeah, and uh, he slowed down big time in the second half, as, as the whole team did, honestly. Yeah. Um, you got to take an eye on the second half Tampa Bay Bucks. They just go in there and seem to always have that late surge, waiting, whether they, they just fall short or not. They always have that comeback at the end. Fitzpatrick, in the, in the situations where the defense plays a little lousy, Makes it a little interesting at all times. He was a good fantasy player. I'm sure a lot of people fired him up in their daily fantasy. And uh, like you said, he must be owned. As long as he's in there, the way this guy airs out the football, yeah. you got to play if it's magic. And uh, Adam Humphreys yeah. had a big day and won somebody a million dollars in the millionaire maker. I don't know what his price was, but I could tell you it was probably under 3500 um, um, The last five weeks – I'm sorry, the last three weeks, Vinny, he's top five in target. So he is now becoming a must-own in fantasy especially with Fitzpatrick when you know the ball is going to get aired out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why not? The attempts are going to be there. There's no running game in Tampa Bay, but another strong game by Cam Newton. Yeah. I must say, uh, I fired him up in daily fantasy, and usually I'm making fun of Cam for how selfish he is on the goal line. A lot of hands to McCaffrey, yeah. and uh, they even did a fullback dive for a touchdown, too. That probably upset many people in the fantasy world. The most frustrating thing in this game as a Mike Evans owner. Oh, my God. That was, it was disappointing. The targets were there. The plays just weren't. The, the catches weren't. The yards weren't. The targets were there. So, I'm not concerned with that. Fitzpatrick does look his way. But it was just one of those bizarre games where Evans didn't get anything going. And Carolina is going to be taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers Thursday, Thursday night. night. Great that should game. be a very good game. Yes. We had a couple stinker Thursday night games. Yes. That one is a big one between two playoff contention teams. I agree with you uh, completely. Another game uh, that was it, it was a lot of emotion, Marius Thomas trade and, and Sutton, what was going to happen there, Vinny. And it came down to the wire, and I have a problem with this game. First, it's the Texans winning 1917. But Vance Joseph and Case Keenum, they have the ball at the end of the game. And I'm not going to blame Keenum here because it's the play calling from the sideline. And they're going to settle for a 51-yard field goal to win the game when there's about 40 seconds on the clock, and you could have – ran it and then spiked it you could have ran an out to the sideline you could have done anything to get a little bit closer and instead he settled for a 51 yard attempt it is a horrible horrible coaching job by Vance Joseph. Big Mike you are spot on you couldn't be more right honestly and that's how I knew it was a no-brainer he was going to miss that field goal you know horrible how do you not that's poor clock management that's just poor coaching in general uh even Case Keenum I don't know if he could have done anything about it the coach is giving him the overrule of course but you cannot sell over a 51-yard field goal when you can get closer. Yep. Even a yard closer. And McManus had Anything. missed earlier. Anything. Even a yard closer. There was a couple missed field goals that day. Yeah. So it was not easy to kick in mile high that night. And I'm not going to get on Vance Joseph for this, but he called timeout before the end of the half when Kai Fairbairth missed the field goal. Then they redo it because he tried to ice him, and Fairbairth made the field goal. So Vance <laughs> Joseph just had a horrible, horrible coaching day not yesterday. Not a good day for Vance Joseph. Oh. Uh, what was I just going to say? Who's this guy on the Denver Broncos, uh, the wide receiver? Is he worth owning now in uh, fantasy? Which one? What, what's his name? Harriman, right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Tight end, isn't he? Was he a tight end? Yeah. I well, he had a big the, day. He did have a big day. Um, Harriman, yeah. Yeah, I think. Ten catches, 83 yards on CD. 
I, you're going to have to give that the, the target share to Marius Thomas to somebody else, but I still think Sutton is the guy to own there. Harriman, and he's not a pickup for me, a must pickup for me. He's going to be a streamer if you want a streamer at a tight end, uh, you know, with the buys coming up. But to me, the guys to own here, it's going to be Sutton Sanders, who also, you know, got his yesterday. Lindsay's still going forward. On the other side of the ball, you were on it, man, with Marius Thomas. They force-fed him early on to try and get him going, get him equated. But in the end, it was DeAndre Hopkins, 10, 105, and 1. Yeah, Demarius Thomas, I think, is going to help out DeAndre Hopkins because he's a more respected wide receiver than Will Fuller. So uh, 12 targets for DeAndre, 10 recatches he pulled in for him. Demarius Thomas, only three looks, but he caught him for 61 yards. Yeah. Uh, good day for Demarius. <laughs> he beats his old team. And disappointing for Lamar Miller owners. He just came back off back-to-back 100-yard games. You thought he was going to get it going. The Broncos have been sucky against the run all season long. And he goes in there, uh, 12 carries, 21 yards. Back to the first half, Lamar Miller, we were u- getting used to. And listen, Dante Foreman's coming back eventually. Whether it's this week or the week after, Dante Foreman is coming back and he's going to get his looks because Alfred Blue sucks and uh, Lamar Miller is just hit or miss. So you just don't know what's going to happen count on there. Lamar. I agree with you. But uh, Foreman, I would start stashing, especially if you have an IR spot. You pick him up, you throw him on the IR, you let him sit there, see what happens. Vinny, you brought it up. I just missed this game here as I go down the, the track. Steelers-Ravens, which was uh, – listen, Joe Flacco, he stinks, man. He really does because he had Lamar Jackson wide open in that first half, missed him. There were plays left on the field if you're a Raven fan. Um, my takeaway here more is that the Ravens kind of handed this game to the Steelers. I think so, too. I think there were some mishaps and drop balls, and the, yep. and the Ravens blew this game. Um, I was actually really big on the Ravens because it's such a must-win game. Yep. They uh, lost two in a row, and now they're facing the division rival Steelers. If they could have swept Pittsburgh this year, which is why you didn't like them, right? Um, they would have been right back in the midst of the uh, AFC North just when they were leading pretty much all season long. Now they've lost three in a row, and they beat themselves, if you ask me. They really did. I wasn't too impressed. <laughs> big Ben playing with a hurt thumb. He was throwing the ball funky. Did you and see that? Took, well, it took a huge hit, too. Did you see that? Yeah, Landed he actually on came shoulder. out for the, uh, yeah. a little bit, right? yeah. But uh, that's the typical Dobbs, big, the big rookie, game with a huge play of the game, throwing it out of his end zone for the first down. There you go. And it was, uh, it was like second and 15 yes. or second and 20 or something like that. They picked up 25 yards on that play. So his one throw was crucial from the back of their end zone, nonetheless. Vinny, Alejandro Villanueva, who I'm a big fan of. Your boy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he was asked today about Le'Veon Bell, and his comments were very interesting. He basically just said, I love playing with James Conner. I don't even know what type of shape Le'Veon is in. So, uh, they haven't just, seen him. Right, and that's just one person. You don't know what everybody else is thinking. Bell tweeted today uh, by Miami, which is where he's been working out and keep trying to keep in shape. But uh, they played Thursday night. He's not playing Thursday. Do we see Bell play a game for the Steelers this season? Well, now we're finally going to figure out that answer because he has eight days to sign. Otherwise, he cannot play the rest of the season. So we will find out in the next eight days. Uh, we're going to come down to a my personal opinion. If I'm Pittsburgh, I say see you later. I agree with you. I mean, look how good Connor's been for them. Yep. And uh, they're going to compensate this guy who, has, who just turned his back on them for nine weeks now. Yep. Screw you. I'm going, I'm riding Connor. Goodbye. You're not signing anything. Now, the argument I've heard, Vinny, is you don't want to beat Connor down. You let Bell come in. You beat him down. And then he's a free agent anyway. He's leaving that you don't want to beat this kid down. I, I like riding momentum. But I, I get that a little bit. And you do see running backs take a, take a beating in this league and slow down at the end. But – a Pittsburgh running back, if you just look at them the last couple of years, they always produce in fantasy and, and real life, I should say. Joe Hayden deserves a little bit of credit also. He covered uh, John Brown yesterday, did a nice job, had a pick two weeks ago. Joe Hayden, he's not the same Joe Hayden, but he's given you, uh, on an always weak Steelers defense, he's providing some top corner production. John so. Brown's been a hot receiver, too, coming in there, so uh, hats off to Hayden. Yeah. Vinny, uh, another wild game, a wild finish especially, the Chargers and the Seahawks. The Chargers get a pass. I'm sorry. The Seahawks get a pass interference call. They get a free play, no time left at the one. Take a false start penalty, get pushed back, get the free play, and then it hits David Moore in the chest. Uh, they said it was deflected. I didn't see a deflection. Hits the David Moore in the chest. Game over. Yeah, that was one of those wild finishes, and it was looking like those old Seahawks broken down plays, the, the stupid penalties by the offensive line, the pass interference, lucky calls that they get. Not that that was the wrong call, but right. uh, that looked like one of those Seahawks of the old there. And we're starting to see Russell Wilson get back into his uh, fantasy production that we were expecting last year. He was the number one ranked fantasy quarterback last year. But like I said, the Chargers have found their stride. Yeah. They're on win streak themselves. And everybody's just saying the Chiefs are running away with that division. Do not look back. 
at the San, uh, Los Angeles Chargers here because this is a very good team, and I say it every single week. They still don't have my pick for the defensive MVP. Obviously, he's not going to get it. Right. Nick Bosa, that guy is that good. And Joey that difference. Bosa. Like Joey Bosa, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. The brother will be out next year. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a coward, too. He's talking about quitting <laughs> on your team like Le'Veon. He quit on the team of Ohio State. But we'll still go first, suppose. Not to get off track, but we'll still go first. Yeah, and that's the whole point of it. Uh, his draft stock is still going to be there, but I hate that. I hate when you see these guys go to their bowl games like Leonard Fournette, and then he doesn't play. I don't like seeing that. McCaffrey do the same thing. Now Nick Bosa's doing it weeks before. I mean, this is a team that could go to the national championship, and he just quit on a midseason. Not even, oh, we didn't make the playoffs. I'm getting a little too far to Nick Bosa. Joey Bosa, when he comes back, Chargers are doing great without him. Imagine what they're going to be like when he returns to them. Yeah, and uh, they left some plays on the field, too, some deep balls. You saw Ty, Tyrell Williams drop a ball where that he could have had. Phillip Rivers has looked awesome all season long. He did it in Seattle again yesterday. Uh, Melvin Gordon coming back off an injury. Yeah, boy. You, yeah how could you not you, mention Melvin you love Gordon? Melvin Gordon. He's been awesome. And then it comes out today, Vinny, Adam Schefter tweeted that tight end Hunter Henry, it's a possibility by the end of next month you could see him in a game coming off a torn ACL. Uh, Another weapon for this team. Why not, right? So we'll have to keep an eye on that there. Uh, the Seahawks, the run game really just never got going. Um, something that they have always been able to establish uh, the last five games or so, Vinny. So the Seahawks, 4-4 four and four now, what are we taking away from them? Are they a 500 team or are they better than that? They're nothing better than a 500 I team. I agree with you. I had them under 500, so that's giving them some praise, if you ask me. That's improvement from what I thought they'd be at the beginning of the year. Completely agree with you. Game of the day, without a doubt, Rams and Saints. 45-35. The, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off yes. real quick. Talk about uh, 500. Uh, yes. What are the Seahawks' record right now? They're 4-4. Four four and four. Four. Yeah. Their next three games Go. at Rams versus Lost. Green Bay at Carolina. They could lose all three. And then they still have to face Minnesota and Kansas City. They could. I mean, that's a horrible schedule. Uh, yeah, the only easy wins, I would say, is San Francisco and Arizona, the two division games. Yeah, they get both of those. So, um, that, not an easy schedule going forward for Seattle. I Yeah, that um, – I don't know if you see 500 after hearing that. To be no, 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 I don't. That's uh, They only got two more wins the rest of the year, if you ask me. Yeah. It is 730 here. Over the top sports. Got a couple games left to talk about uh, from yesterday's slate. But uh, one week from today, we'll be in San Francisco for the Monday night game. And uh, it looks like Sunday, uh, a week from yesterday, that will be the show. No Saturday show, no Monday show. But Sunday morning before the NFL games, we will be live. We'll be taking anyone's phone calls, trying to help set lineups, Vinny. Your bets uh, will be out there as well for the day, and uh, it'll be a pretty cool show. Hopefully, a couple guests lined up, but uh, the San Francisco show, Sunday morning, no Saturday show, no Monday show. It will be Sunday morning before all the NFL games, Um, and that will bring us to Saints-Rams 45-35 in what was uh, the Fox game, the Joe Buck game, but one of the most entertaining games I've watched all year. And it lived up to everything. You, the two best teams in the NFC, head, uh, head honchos over there yep. in New Orleans, so you knew the Saints had a better chance of winning this game than they would in L.A. And they come out there, and they, uh, they really had a strong first half against the Rams. They really put it on them. But the Rams, they didn't fall over and die. They didn't roll over and, and not come back. They came back with firepower in that second half. They even tied this game at 35, but it was a huge play to Michael Thomas, and then he paid some homage to Joe Horn, who I remember doing that against my G-men ways back. Um, I thought it was awesome. I, a I lot did, of, too. A lot of people uh, give me it. shame. I, I, don't, I grew up with football, loving football celebrations, loving the dances. I was a big Chad Johnson fan. I've seen this, I, I hate T.O., but I, I hate so many memorable ones yeah. with pom-poms and everything. I love that. I hate it when the NFL took that away. Uh, in the back of my mind, I was also hoping he kind of hurt the team with the penalty. It didn't end up happening, but a uh, great celebration by Michael Thomas. I got your back, my man. And a great win by the Saints. Statement game saying that they might be the best in the NFC when everyone was riding on the Rams all first half long. You saw yesterday um, a Saints defense that got obliterated by a, a good Rams offense. I understand that. But you saw a Saints offense take it to a very, very good Rams defense. Drew Brees, when he had to make the big throw, he did. As always. Right. The running situation, awesome. I, uh, you know, they become a, a run-first team or a 1A, 1B team, to be fair. You saw Kamara out of the backfield. And then you saw Michael Thomas back to fantasy godness with that uh, performance yesterday. And I agree with you. I love the Joe Horn celebration. I loved it because he was a Saint Joe Horn, but he wasn't right. imitating a different team's player. This was uh, imitating and paying respect to a Saint that walk before you, I absolutely loved it. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were freaking out about that. I mean, there was a chance he could have disrupted the game with the penalty and gave the Rams a shot to come back and tie it, but it didn't, uh, it didn't work out that way. Right. It just wasn't the case. Well, they would have to score twice anyway by the point he got it. And he was going to do that regardless of what right. quarter it was in. He had him on both sides. Yeah. That was just when he found the end zone. He was ready. He had some extra flair coming in this game. And how, he said, hasn't scored a couple weeks now, so how many weeks do you think he's been playing in it? Did I don't it know. Just be yesterday? No, I don't know. I bet you. I bet you it's been playing before. <laughs> I whatever agree. the last time was. But um, either way, great job. Like I said, I come. I come from a time I love seeing the celebrations. Of Randy Moss mooning. There's so many I used to love. So it was cool to see that. Uh, and it was also Vinny. It was like a chess match between the coaches because you saw the fake punt from Hecker. Sean Payton known for his plays. You saw Hill try to find Breeze with a pass. Yeah. It was almost like a chess match between the two coaches of a who's got the bigger stones and b who could be more creative. The Saints are so fun to watch. Sean Payton always has something up his sleeve, no matter who his opponent is. And it seems like the bigger the game is, the, yeah. the more he rolls the dice. And they, it usually pays off for the guy. It usually so does. He makes some calls that if they don't work, he might lose the game on those decisions yep. that he does. But they always seem to pan out for him. And this kid, Hill, becoming another weapon. He could throw the ball. He could run the ball. He's faster than Kamara. He's such a weapon for them. Uh, just another another weapon for this Saints team. Big time game from Kamara. Three total touchdowns. Yeah. What is your impression of both teams going forward? They're the two best teams. 100%. I don't, I don't think anybody in a, the NFC. This is your NFC championship again. Uh, you do. I was obviously big on the Vikings. Yep. I don't see them coming in there. I'm not a believer in Carolina. I'm not a believer in anyone who comes out of that NFC East. I think these two, this is. This is the class of the NFC right here, and I very much look forward to the NFC Championship game. Home field, very crucial. I agree with that with that statement. Home field will matter uh, the next time these two teams play. The night game, um, in what was a – I don't want to call it a giveaway for me, but I love the Patriots here laying the points. I thought they were giving Rodgers just too much respect. 31-17 final in a game where the Patriots never trailed, and Josh Gordon got into the mix even bigger, becoming that – Moss-like weapon. And he made that big play when it mattered over there. Uh, this spread opened with the Patriots actually giving seven. Yep. And the, so many Rodgers lovers who would get blinded that his team is dog shit <laughs> all hammered him enough where they dropped it down to five and a half. So I love the Patriots in this. This is one of my locks. And they, they came out there. I must say the Packers, they held their own most of the game. They uh, lost on a trick play and a fumble. And uh, that was really the difference in this one. But Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers want to talk about the GOAT versus GOAT. Yeah. I hate where everyone's talking about Aaron Rodgers as the GOAT and just, like, surpassing Peyton Manning. and my I pass. saw that today. I, I, did. I, I couldn't agree with that thing more because where, where, where do Rodgers just jump Peyton Manning, Drew Brees? Rodgers isn't even top four right now. He's still got a career to finish. But stop putting him in the same sentence as Tom Brady. Enough. Enough of that. But Aaron Rodgers didn't ask for that, Vinny. And Aaron Rodgers no, said true. this week he came out and said he's got how many rings? I've got how many rings? This conversation shouldn't be happening. So credit to Aaron Rodgers. He wanted no part of it. Absolutely. But uh, this just goes to show you the Green Bay Packers are not a good team regardless. Uh, who do they have? This is not a good team, if you ask me. A lot of holes. They have a great quarterback and nothing around them. Credit Bill Belichick. He shut down Devontae Adams. He had Devontae Adams double team the whole time. He said, you want Jimmy Graham to beat us? Fine. Jimmy Graham had a nice night. Jimmy Graham single-handedly wasn't going to beat you. And, uh, and Trey Flowers is becoming a true defensive pass rush uh, nightmare for opposing teams. And even New England's D is starting to come around. Yeah. And that's the scary part for uh, all the AFC competitors over there. It's crazy what Bill Belichick does. It really is. Because um, this game was more about, uh, I think the results prove, it was more about Bill Belichick versus Mike McCarthy. Right. And Bill Belichick's a 10 times better coach than Mike McCarthy, who I think has even been there too long, and Aaron Rodgers has kept his job there nice and safe. But um, – one thing I wanted to make fun of Aaron Rodgers that I'd done a long time ago is uh, I was talking to somebody else about it. Aaron Rodgers got their old GM fired because he didn't put enough talent around him. Right. What does he go out there and do with this new GM? There's no talent around him. He it. signs the richest deal in NFL history for himself and expects the, for people to be blocking from and people to be throwing to and people to hand it off to, get a pass rush? No. It just wasn't the case. He goes out there and selfishly, even though he's the best, you could say he's the best. I don't think he's the best, but he's up there, one of the best quarterbacks. He deserved the money, but he didn't. He went back on his word. He was a hypocrite. Discount, double-check, hypocrite. Jeronimo uh, Allison needs surgery. That came out today. So Valdez, Scantling, fantasy-relevant the rest of the season. Um, I don't know where you go from here. I really don't. Besides Devontae Adams, Jimmy Graham, I'm not trusting the rookie wide receivers. Uh, I don't trust the running game situation. And there's a ton of holes on that defense, Vinny. I don't like the Packers going forward. I didn't like them going to start this year either. A name to keep an eye out for the Patriots, Bruce Irvin. I am convinced 
Bruce Irvin signs with the Patriots this uh, this week after he was waived by Oakland. So. I can see that absolutely. Uh, Green Bay schedule going forward. They're yeah. three, four, and one. We got a game uh, versus Miami. They should win that Green Bay mm-hmm. at Seattle. Um, toss up. That's the only one I was going to give Seattle outside of the division games, but uh, that that Green Bay could win that too at Minnesota. Uh, I'm not going to give Green Bay that game, even though those games are very tight. Versus Arizona, that's a win. Versus Atlanta, December 9th, Matt Ryan in the cold. Who knows, maybe. At Chicago, that is all the truth. I agree. They get their revenge after week one, but then they finish with the Jets and the Lions. And they're home for the Lions in that last one. That could be two wins. Fine. No problem with that. Schedule is not that difficult, if you ask me, going forward. But it's still a bad team, and they will prove dividends now with the schedule. So that's it for for the NFL, Vinny. Give me what you saw Saturday out of college, because we hit on it. Discounted Alabama. You hit it. It was one of your plays, and they crushed it. Absolutely. Discounted Alabama was right, and LSU did not even put up a point. There's actually a thing going on that I completely forgot. I didn't even bet it myself. Uh, New Orleans, the LSU and Alabama games, you always take that under. It's just a notorious game of going under. Great defenses. LSU does not have the quarterback that can put up points with Alabama, and Alabama has the best defense in the country. So uh, going into the college playoff rankings now, it's it's pretty easy and obvious. Um, no doubt LSU is out of the three now. Notre Dame is going to jump up to the three after their win against Northwestern. Clemson humiliated Louisville, who I didn't know their defense was Swiss cheese. Louisville gave up 492 yards rushing. Just rushing. That's insane. <laughs> 77 to 16. That was one of my worst bets I've ever in my life, <laughs> taking Louisville with the points. I even teased them up to 50 and a half and they lost. <laughs> But back to the playoff rankings, you obviously got Alabama number one. Yep. Clemson's going to stay at two. Notre Dame jumps up to three after they're winning against Northwestern. And number four was my preseason pick. They haven't lost since their week one game to, uh, to Notre Dame. Michigan Wolverines, 42-7, to pretty much shut out Penn State. It was a garbage time touchdown. How bad is the Penn game. State? Penn State is horrible. They should not have been 14th. They have three losses now. They have no business being ranked in the top 15. Uh, they shouldn't have been ranked that high anyway, but again, the committee loves ranking games close with ranked opponents. Right. You get that straight here with Georgia and Kentucky. Yeah, what you take away football, from this? I mean, Kentucky football, Kentucky nine. football. <laughs> and you're facing a Georgia team that already has a loss. They can't afford to lose the rest of the season. Hello, this is a team that won the national title game with the same quarterback, and this is Kentucky football. You want to watch a good Kentucky team, watch the Kentucky team playing Tuesday night when college basketball kicks off. Kyle Powery's football, uh, Kentucky Wildcats. Many Ohio State won, but what do you make of that? Because this is a, an Ohio State team that lost to Purdue, and uh, I keep betting them for some reason, but Nebraska <laughs> gave them all they could handle. They did. This is a, this is what I thought was going to be a statement game. This is a, yep. another one of my plays that I lost. Uh, it was not. I loved Urban Meyer after that, but um, Ohio State's going to be okay. They definitely should want to beat teams like Nebraska at home by a lot more than, what was it, six points? Uh, five, I believe. Five points, yeah, not good. And it was the second half they needed to come back and they did. But um, they get to play Michigan at the end of the year, and we all know the Big Ten's going to come down to that game. I believe you had Missouri as one of your plays that somebody commented on was a trap. Well, uh, <laughs> some trap, 38-17, beating Florida in Florida. That's right. Drew Locke is the second-best quarterback in the SEC behind Tua. Um, came out there, just put up more points than I think Florida could put up, plain and simple. But I didn't think Florida's D would be this bad. 38 points in the swamp says a lot about Drew Luck in Missouri. Uh, Florida laid an egg last week. They laid an egg this week. I think they're packing it in. Uh, they're, they got six wins, yeah. so they'll be in a bowl already. So they're, they're just kind of checked out, if you ask me. Vinny, West Virginia, Texas, 13-17, and 17, 42-41 in a classic. The most entertaining game of the day by far. Will Greer, hell of a player over there, and a ballsy uh, play uh, by the coach over there going for the two for the win. On the road in Texas, Texas has been so good this year, too. Heartbreaking loss for them. They had a comeback on uh, West Virginia to tie it. Uh, once West Virginia tied it, I'm sorry, they go for the two, and they steal the win in Texas. Absolute great game by Greer and West Virginia, and hats off to the coach and a very, very ballsy call. But that's going to get West Virginia close to the college football playoff now. It's not Ohio State, but Purdue beat Iowa. Yeah, uh, Iowa was another team I didn't know what to expect. But Purdue's been in some close games all season long. They're better than that record illustrates. So uh, I know they're 500 going in. That Big Ten, uh, these Big Ten games have been very, very entertaining. So keep an eye on them going forward. They're very fun to watch. Anything else on the day that we missed? I'm looking Auburn beat Texas A&M, who was ranked uh, 20th. But uh, listen, when you get to the 20th rankings there, I don't take much from that. I, I'm really focused. 12 and higher. Top 15, so. yeah. I would say, yeah. Uh, but Texas A&M, they choked on that game. Uh, Auburn was down, and they were getting three and a half, and Auburn just 
they, they came back and won. Uh, Texas A&M just stopped putting up points. It looked like they did what the Bears did week one against the Packers, and they played not to lose, and they ended up losing that game. So there you go. Anything else college-wise to take away from Saturday? What are your rankings when they come out tomorrow? I've said it before. Um, Alabama won. Clemson I know, but two. I want to hear you say three again. <laughs> three is Notre Dame and four is Michigan. Uh, it's, it's obvious, honestly. You, they're going to see that. If, you, uh, if anyone has differently, you're just wrong. Vinny, the fight's uh, UFC on uh, Saturday night. And, um, listen, we had kept saying, oh, it was going to be a good card. It was going to be a good card. It turned out to be a, uh, a pretty poor card, actually. And you saw a good fight from Weidman and, and Souza. But uh, in the end, Weidman didn't go to the ground. He was afraid of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And it turned out to be more of a slugfest. And Weidman gets TKO in round three. Shocker, right? Washed up Weidman. That's I had Weidman winning that. Well, that's because you're from Long Island and you're blinded by it. Weidman, he sucks. Um, like I said, the Rockhold is a match play of the year, so I just put a little bit of money on his opponent here. Uh, Weidman's finished. He can't be on these cards anymore. I don't care if it's at MSG. I don't care if it's at the Barclays Center. Put him back on those fight nights that go to the Nassau Coliseum, NYCB Live, because <laughs> that's where he belongs. That's the kind of fighter he is. He's done. He's not in the top class anymore. Weidman, finito. No more pay-per-view for you. And in the main event, which uh, was something that was just so obvious, Dana White trying to just cash in on the uh, balls was hot. Yeah, on a, <laughs> on a spur of the moment type thing, on a media sensation. Daniel Cormier, who listen, you're you hate Daniel Cormier. I'm not his biggest fan, but he absolutely put on a wrestling clinic and then choked out Lewis in round two. And, and Lewis, I think landed three punches the whole fight. Yeah, as expected, this guy was thrown in there because he had a funny interview. Right. So he goes against uh, Daniel Cormier, and he was a minus 700 favorite, and he won. He made them tap out, and that's that. And Cormier already comes out there and says he does not want to fight Bones Jones for a third time because he just knows what the result is. Yeah, he, he wants Lesnar. Um, you'll see what happens there. You saw the press conference, uh, Gustafsson and, uh, and Jones on Friday, and that got into a little pushing and a little shoving. Listen, those press conferences to me are more of just uh, – we got to sell ticket sales, but that will be a fight that I'm interested in ordering. Yeah, of course. And I must say, Lesnar looked pretty good at Crown Jewel. His, uh, he had pretty good physique going on there. He, like, you know, you see him every four months when he wrestles. So there's always a different look in Brock Lesnar shape-wise. And it looks like he's getting back to that octagon-style fighting. So we'll see. Uh, Bones Jones has got to fight too. But, uh, yeah, MSG, we expected this car to be a lot better. It's, it's a shame it ended up being the way it was. I will order the, the Jones fight. On the same card, you'll have Nunez and uh, Cyborg. So UFC That's worthy. Has, Those exactly. two are worthy. That's worthy for your money. Another good UFC card that I will order. Uh, Vinny, speaking of fighting, your boy Floyd Mayweather just announced a, a new deal here. So I will let you have the floor. Extremely surprising. Extremely surprising. Uh, it first starts off, we're going to see Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather too, which I couldn't be more on board for. Uh, I said I would bet $1,000 on that. Yeah, it. and I'm still waiting to do that. We're going to have to wait till maybe <laughs> uh, maybe May now. Uh, then we were supposed to see McGregor, too. And then we were supposed to see Khabib. Now it comes in, he's fighting a kickboxer Chinaman, right. a Japanese guy uh, over there. Um, he's 27. For what purpose? I don't understand. It's Ryzen is the, uh, the program that uh-huh. they have there. And um, they're not going to pay you more than the WBC, than the UFC, you know, but it's going to be an MMA fight, but there's going to be special rules to it. It's probably going to be a straight-up boxing rules. They didn't determine the gloves, the weight class, or anything like that. But it's going to happen New Year's Eve. Um, a little to know about uh, Floyd Mayweather versus this guy. I forgot how to pronounce his name. Um, this guy is 27-0 or 24-0 kickboxer, and he's 4-0 MMA with two knockouts. He's 20 years old, and he has that many fights in him. So I know Floyd is not taking a fight he's not going to That's win. what I say all the time. I saw odds from my good friends at Odd Shark. Uh, minus 140 for the, the China guy and plus 100 for Floyd Mayweather. I'm betting Floyd Mayweather. I don't care if he's never fought in the octagon before. He's 0-0 MMA. But this is just a very confusing, confusing thing that he took. I can't see Ryzen paying him all the money he could have got with another fight. It could just be, Vinny, uh, almost a setup type fight. Get your feet wet so you have a fight under you when you go fight McGregor in the octagon or something else. It's not going to be your UFC rules. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, but it's just to get his feet wet. They're, he's not He's not going to let this guy kick. Right. And but that's he, what he is, a kickboxer. There's no way Floyd Mayweather lets this guy, this 20-year-old, five foot five, nonetheless. Floyd Mayweather's going to tower over this guy, and Floyd's not that tall. There's no way the kickboxer is going to be allowed to kick There's no way Floyd loses his fight. He doesn't sign up to something he's going to lose. I agree with you. That's 100%. Especially a risk like this. If it was going to be something he was going to lose, 
it'd be a payday with McGregor in the UFC. Imagine if he loses this guy, what his legacy looks like, even if it's MMA. I agree with you. Uh, But uh, to this guy's advantage, this uh, 20-year-old China guy, he's 4-0 MMA. He did beat a former UFC fighter somewhere over there in Japan. So he's he's done it before. But like I said, it's not going to be a traditional UFC fight. There's no way he's going to kick. And Floyd Mayweather does not sign up to something he's going to lose. That's his reputation. Came out today, too. uh, Triple G would love to fight McGregor or Khabib in a boxing match. I'd love to see it. Why not? I mean, uh, I'm all for it. Uh, McGregor's not going to win a boxing match against especially these guys. I want to see McGregor up boxing and face some legitimate low-end boxers right. <laughs> so he could actually get a real resume going. He would make so much more money, too, mm-hmm. but it's just not the case. Uh, UFC, we'll see what happens with him next and uh, all his lawsuits and whatever is going on with him. He's a mess. Apparently, he was uh, smoking pot with Mike Tyson. Did you see that? No. Or he was smoking Mike Tyson's pot or something like that. So McGregor's off the hinges again. And he still has four fights left in that deal he signed. And Dana White said today that he has talked to McGregor. McGregor wants to get back in there. But... Um, and he wants uh, Khabib, but uh, Dana White basically said it's going to be Ferguson Khabib whenever Khabib's legal you right. know, problems go away with what he did. So Khabib will destroy Ferguson. Do you, you think I so? I think so. I do you really? So, yeah. I think you see a better fight than the McGregor one. Ferguson's legit, man. Khabib's undefeated. Ferguson think, is a good Ferguson's fighter. Ferguson's definitely a good fighter, but Khabib's just got that, that toughness attitude to him where he, he could just wrap up with anybody, I think. See what happens uh, there. Vinny, the awards came out for baseball, so we'll just go through those quick. We'll give our our picks for the winner on Sunday show. Uh, No Saturday show, no Monday show. We're doing a Saturday special live in San Francisco before all the football games. You're giving out all your fantasy advice. We'll make these picks, your bets, and uh, hopefully a guest or two. But in the AL, Vinny, MVP, it's going to be Betts, Ramirez, and Trout. Where is J.D. Martinez? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Where the hell is J.D. Martinez? That's your real MVP. I guess they didn't want the two guys from one team. I don't know what, I don't know how that happens. I don't. I love you, Mike Trout, but he should have been out for J.D. I agree with and you. And J.D. should be winning this award. He's not even in the, in the contention. It's unbelievable. He's not even a nominee. That's ridiculous. It's a slap in the face. He's not even the best player on the – he's the best player on the team, and you have bets in there, and I don't get it the either. The DH thing, they're really going hard on that? Yeah. Uh, in the NL, no surprise here for me. Uh, Arenado, Baez, and Yellick. Um, you want to make the case for Carpenter? Fine. I, I see that. But these were the three best in the NL all year long. I agree. Absolutely the three best. Carpenter had his say at some point, but his average isn't up there with, with these guys' complete numbers. And, um, again, we'll do our picks on uh, Sunday's show. We'd love to hear everybody else's picks this week. Yeah, maybe we can even get something up on Twitter, just everybody make theirs. Uh, A.L. Cy Young, Kluber, Snell, and Verlander. And I love, and I'm a Red Sox fan, but I love that A. Sale isn't in there because he doesn't have the innings, and B. Blake Snell gets in there. He deserves it, and he's going to win this award. Remember, he wasn't a true all-star, Blake Snell. I don't think he's going to win it, though. Um, you don't? We'll, we'll discuss that. I can't we'll wait. We'll discuss that someday. Can't wait. But um, I'm surprised Chris Sale's not there either. Two Red Sox snubs, if you ask me. Uh, NL Cy Young, DeGrom, Nola Scherzer, those were the three, no question about it. Long, yeah. I agree with you. All season long. We'll see if those uh, those wins, we'll see if that record affects Jacob DeGrom's chances of winning that award. NL Rookie of the Year, again, this is no surprise to me. They do have the two Yankees in there, well-deserved, though, but it's Andujar, Otani, and Torres. Um, well, again, we'll make the picks on Sunday, but I'm telling you now, Vinny, Otani is going to get a ton of yeah. surprise votes here. I really think so. I got a lot to say about that one. Uh, I think, can you read off, I don't have my phone with me, The uh, just the war on the players. I sent the picture in the chat. The war is on there. And uh, this is today's world, man, with besides just stats, stat war. the war, I think it blows away the other two guys. It was on the left uh, left side of the picture there. He has a 3.9 yeah. war, Otani, and Duhar 2.2, and Glaber 2.9. So that's significant for these, you know, MLB voters that – value these new stats, yeah. these next-gen stats. The Angels suck. <laughs> See what happens there. We'll get into that someday. Wins above replacement, they're going to suck if they don't have Trout or, or Otani. I hate I hate that stat, big time. Overrated NL, stat board. NL Rookie of the Year, no surprise to me. I'm actually fascinated with who will win this because uh, it can go anyway, any of the three ways, and I won't argue. Okuna, Walker, Bueller, and Juan Soto, three players who will have a huge impact in the league for years to come. Absolutely. You're looking at three future stars here. You're going to see them in the All-Star game over and over again. I do think it's a sure thing, but it should it deserves a lot more closer consideration. Uh, AL Manager of the Year, Kevin Cash from the Rays, Alex Cora in the Red Sox, Bob Melvin in the A's. I have a feeling, again, I don't want to get into picks now, but I have a feeling it will be Cora 
but Kevin Cash deserves a ton of love. And even Bob so Melvin. Bob Melvin. Yeah. I was going to say, Alex Cora sticks out with 108 wins, but look what the other two teams did. Uh, Kevin Cash didn't make the playoffs, but look at that Rays roster. We were laughing at them. We were saying Tampa and Miami were right. going to be the worst teams in baseball. He reinvented how the game is played. And you're going to see, yeah, that bullpen day what we all laugh at. You're going to see so many teams starting to do that. And uh, he deserves recognition. He didn't make the playoffs as a downside. And Bob Melvin, uh, he did make the playoffs. And the same same deal, Oakland, just every move they made right, I think Billy Bean might hurt him. But Alex Cora, 108 wins, is not a surefire win, if you ask me. Yeah, and uh, began the, le- the year with the lowest payroll. The the Oakland A's, I mean, you just had guys coming out of the woodworks with terrific seasons. Chris Davis, he's a star that just doesn't get credit because he doesn't play in New York, but that's an interesting race to me. On the NL side, Bud Black and the Rockies, which, uh, listen, they want to say here they went 53-30 and 30 after June 28th. That doesn't impress me. I don't think he should be up there. Craig Council from the Brewers and Brian Snicker from the Braves. I think this is going to be a landslide, but the other two, again, deserve some more recognition. I agree with you. And that will wrap up the award. So uh, there you have that. We'll make our picks on Sunday. Uh, Gold gloves went out today. They did go out today. Let's see if we can uh, pull those up here as I well. I know uh, Bradley and Betts got it for the Red Sox. Well, Jackie, Brad, that's the only reason why he plays. So um, Yeah, he's done <laughs> 10 RBIs in the, in the playoffs. But he is um, – Two out RBIs nonetheless. <laughs> American League Dallas Keuchel. And I, I'll never understand how they um, – you know, they, great pitchers. Yeah, it, to me, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, they should just name that award the Greg Maddox. Uh, I agree <laughs> with you because nobody has ever fielded his position like Greg Maddox. That's the guy who actually deserved it. He's the guy who said that guy could field one of those pitchers. I agree with you there. Uh, yeah, Dallas Keuchel, catcher Sal Perez. Um, I didn't think Sal Perez was that good of a defensive catcher. <laughs> me either. Uh, seems like we have a commercial here playing from somewhere. Matt Olson for first was a surprise for me. I never really knew he was that good of a, a player. I agree with you there. Over there first. Uh, Ian Kinsler on the Red Sox. Not crazy That one about I was like, one. how is there not a better one? Uh, Simmons on the Angels. This one makes complete sense. No brainer there. Yep. He's, he's the best at what he does. He's the best defensive shortstop I've seen in forever. But Ian Kinsler bothers me. He's been hurt. He's been on two different teams. There had to be someone better. Alex Gordon winning on the Royals, and I know he's always up there in, uh, you know, run saved and an outfield assist, but Andrew Benatendi in the outfield to me. Can you imagine giving it to three Red Sox? They, I think they deserved it. And I'm not saying that as a Red Sox homer, because I said to you I didn't think Sale deserved to be in the AL race, I'm just, in the Cy Young race. I'm just saying that Benatendi is a better outfield. Gordon missed some Gordon. time this year, right? Yes. So I don't know how many games he played, but uh, that's his sixth, and uh, just – Pretty extraordinary that he he came up as a third baseman, yeah. and then he became one of the best outfielders in uh, in the game. Uh, NL side Zach Ranky, who might be the biggest asshole in baseball <laughs> from what we've read. Yadi Molina he's starting to pile up that award now. Yadi Molina is the Gold Glove standard for catching. Absolutely, he's uh, a joy to watch. First base, there was a tie between Freddie Freeman and Anthony Rizzo. Participation uh, trophies over there <laughs> for those two. Yep. Uh, second base, DJ LeMay, who's a free agent, who I thought the Mets will go after. Uh, I mean, adding money there, Gold Glove second base is not going to hit for average. They like that. They they need their second baseman to be a good fielder. You know that. Doesn't matter what he does for you in the playoffs. I know. That guy needs the field. Daniel Murphy. They love their second baseman. They got to field the ball. Nick Ahmed <laughs> uh, wins his Gold Glove for the Diamondbacks, and I'd love to look at his stats because I don't know how many games he actually started at shortstop. I don't even know who that was. Uh, <laughs> I don't love that pick there. Arenado, fine, gold standard at yeah, third base, no issue. Corey Dickerson, who didn't hit above 200 for the first three months of the season, wins a gold glove for the Pirates. Uh, Ender and Ciarte, I am all for that one. He was terrific. And Marquez is terrific, terrific too. Uh, Absolutely. Outfield assists were just tremendous as well. So Marquez, Robin Hayward, who seems to be winning that every single year. Right. Good, good for Marquez. This guy had an absolute hell of a year, a career year so late in his uh, career. Got about five minutes to go, Vinny, and I know college basketball kicks off tomorrow night, right? So why don't yeah. you give us uh, your thoughts on college basketball since you are the college uh, you're the college expert of the show. Yeah, well, college basketball is probably what I have the most success on betting. So I'm going to tell you some couple trends that I like. Virginia and Syracuse, first half unders. I like this more with uh, Syracuse. Uh, but Virginia, I like the first half unders because of their inability to score and their amazing defense. But for Syracuse, I like it because they're never usually that firepower offense. And it takes teams a long time to get used to that zone. So you see Syracuse struggling to score and a team that doesn't really know how to work the zone yet until the second half. I love that as uh, first-half unders. They seem to hit a lot. I'm not going to say they're going to hit every night, but I guarantee you it will hit a good amount of times. So definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, Duke is going to be pretty damn good this year. Uh, I hate to say that. They have three 
freshmen that are expected to go top three in the NBA draft. Zion Williams, if you haven't seen any footage on this guy, he, he's a hell of a player. And um, I think they run away with this game in Kentucky tomorrow, too. Uh, MSU and Kansas, they kick off um, uh, tomorrow night. That should be a good game, too. That's the first one on ESPN. But um, we'll see. It's going to be a fun year, and uh, the resumes build early, you know. And uh, college basketball, it always sneaks up on people. We'll see how Villanova does, the defending champs. Uh, Big East, ACC, those are my bread and butters. I love watching that. So I definitely have a lot of plays for everybody. So we will have free bets up on Twitter tomorrow, I For sure, for sure. Absolutely. I look forward to it. I tried being a good boy with my bets this week, uh, <laughs> tonight so I can bet more college basketball tomorrow. Excellent, excellent, Vinny. We have a few minutes to talk about uh, – the NBA and uh, Warriors play tonight uh, at home. So they're never yeah. going to lose a game the rest of the year. <laughs> you had that, it'll just be whether they cover or not. But there's so much drama now with the Lakers and LeBron's Lakers and, and Walton. They don't like Walton they as the coach. <laughs> they don't like Walton as the coach and uh, really just struggling either way here. We both, listen, you're the bigger NBA guy, but we both understand why you go to the Western Conference. But are the Lakers here, it's early, early, early. Are we talking about how they're going to be in the playoffs as an eight seed, a seven seed, fighting the whole year, or do they eventually get in at like a, a four or a five? They're never getting a four or five. I said six was the, the sky for them. They're never going to get higher than a six. And now I'm even going to drop that down to a seven because you look at the playoffs right now, I see the Memphis Grizzlies in there. I see yeah. the Sacramento Kings in there. Even the Clippers are in eh. The Clippers are But I'll tell you who's not making the playoffs, the Sacramento Kings. They're fun to watch. They're putting up a, a crap load of points right now. They're over. I don't know if the Spurs hitting. make it either. Over, over. The Spurs you. might not make it. The Spurs might not make it this year, but I love the Jazz. I like the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are a playoff team, and the Rockets right. aren't even in there. And right. You know they're going to get there. Now you need three to come they're out. They're going to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. You've got to put the Rockets and the Jazz in there, and more than likely the Pelicans. And I think the T-Bulls have a better chance of making it, and I think the Spurs have a better chance of making it than the Lakers. But – Again, the Lakers, the only team I think they do have a better chance, maybe maybe the Spurs, they'll, they'll be passed. But everyone else, I like those other teams by a lot. On the Eastern Conference side, and you saw, uh, listen, we're Knicks fans, so you saw uh, a team yesterday that gave some fight until the fourth quarter again where the Wizards start to pull away. But the story out of the game is the Wizards have uh, had player-only meetings and closed-door meetings and booed off their own home court. What's the deal with John Wall and the Wizards? It's just not looking good for them. We all know uh, John Wall and Bradley Beal's relationship isn't good. And um, it's starting to show. Um, I don't know. I, I guess that's the big picture here. But they're just not that good of a team. They're putting themselves in a really, really big hole right now. Uh, outside of those guards, though, there's not a lot of talent there. Dwight Howard is not the same Dwight Howard from 10 years ago. And he's going to be constantly hurt, especially if big guys with back problems. is something you never want to see. So this could be the year the Wizards – had to blow up that team, and you know who their first phone call is going to be in free agency. They want Kevin Durant to come home. And uh, averaging 111 points, so no problem there. It's You're giving up 120, which is one of the worst in the league. Just laziness, terrible on defense. Big Mike, these over-unders have been insane in basketball. I heard I'm most talking, overs are hitting. Yeah, they are. And you're seeing religious 220 overs. There's a point, like three years ago, I would see an over-under at 225. I don't automatically bet the under. Um, I was like, you guys have to, you have to put up 110 each. Right. That's that's a high bar to ask, and I would always do it. Now you're seeing that hit religiously. The Timberwolves and the Warriors over under on Saturday night was 242. <laughs> 242. Did you take the under? I didn't, but it did hit. It did hit because the T-Wolves packed it in in the fourth quarter. But I mean, it's crazy what you're doing, and you want to take the under, but they're hitting. It's insane how there's no defense anymore, and everyone's so good that they hit every shot. It's just. That's what the NBA has come to. Vinny, how good are the Raptors and the Bucks, real quick? The Raptors are very, very good. Onto the Kupo and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, that's a name I can pronounce. I can't pronounce the redhead. <laughs> that's but crazy. I can pronounce You can't have, pronounce Kupo. Bethard, but you, but you can say onto the Kupo. Easy. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, they're making a case for him to stay there. Kyle Lowry is dishing out the assists. He's yeah. having a hell of a year. And the big guys, the big men of Toronto, are chipping in big time. Valanchunas has been like the third best big guy on that team, and he's been the starter forever over there. So Ibaka's been hot. Sia Kim's been Ibaka hot. Ibaka last night went 15 for 15. Oh, right yeah. I think it was 14 field. for 14. Got for a red hot start. But uh, let's see what happens. Uh, the Raptors uh, play tonight. And Giannis is looking, uh, he just came off a triple double. He's looking to make a uh, statement for MVP. Yeah, so. There you have that. We got in a little NBA talk at about a minute to go. Vinny, give me your final thoughts until our next show, which will be Sunday before the NFL games. My final thoughts is that I wish this giant game was going to be a little better. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, I'm disappointed in your opponents, but if those are going to be the betting odds, you do not disappoint me because that will be quite a payday. 
So uh, let's go Sharks and, um, I don't know, let's go Giants. Do we, do we want them to win? Oh, we want the Giants <laughs> to win, right? We're not going to another trip to watch them lose again, especially this time. Let's just snap moment. our record of them losing uh, exactly. and worry about the draft pick after. I agree with that. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. My final thought is I think the game tonight is a snooze fest. I think it's one of the most boring games we'll see on Monday night. But uh, and, then, and 49ers, so I think you're in store for two back-to-back Boring Monday night games, but the Thursday night game this week, Carolina-Pittsburgh, will not disappoint. Thank you. Thank anybody for joining us. I was told, Vinny, that Goon will be joining us for the next show in San Francisco, so you <laughs> yeah, have wow. that. You do have that. Thank History you. <laughs> with an exclamation point. Thank you guys for joining us back Sunday live from San Francisco. The time will be up on Twitter.